Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to this episode of Peak to Pit, Alley Peak, alongside TJ Pittinger. And it's officially the off-season from everything that I care about. Um, I know you are a big basketball guy, so you still have things that you cheer for. But other than watching some hockey and, I guess, college basketball, this is a little bit of a lull for me right now. Definitely in the off-season lull um, part of the year. Um it really cranks back up here in a couple of weeks. We'll get the excitement yeah. of, you know, March Madness kind of rolls right into yeah. the spring game. And so you kind of enjoy all that. And then the summer gets really, really bad. Uh, but before you know it, August will be here. And, uh, you know, the season will fly by again. It'll, you know, go through 13 weeks in about Always. three. Um, but, yeah, it's not not the most fun time of the year. So we're having to find other things to talk about. Uh, we got a little bit of football sprinkled in for today. But uh, I'll let you start. You had an exciting uh, – we haven't talked on the phone about this yet. We texted a little bit about it. But you had an exciting weekend, and I want to hear about it. So yes, a super start. exciting weekend, or at least in our house. Maybe not maybe not to you guys, but you're going to listen to it anyway. Um, one of my older daughters, Hadley, um, had her very first gymnastics meet. She is in level two, which um, if you know anything about – gymnastics, you know, whatever, when they're little, it's levels one through 10. And I guess 10 is like right before you go to college or whatever, like they're intense level athletes. Anyway, this is Hadley's first year doing competitive gymnastics. She is in level two. This was her very first meet and she did awesome. She got first place in three out of her four events and first place overall, um, which is like called the all around or whatever. Um, so yeah, I was not, she's one of the very, very youngest, um, in on her team, which made her one of the very youngest at the meet. So I was not a hundred percent sure how this was going to go and we're not allowed in to watch still. So I like every once in a while, her coach would send me a video or something and I could see the stuff she'd do at our house, but I had zero idea what anybody else could do or like how she was compared to anybody else. So I was kind of caught off guard at how well she did. Um, I never doubted her. So I was not caught off guard at all with how great she is. Um, 
No, but that's really, really awesome. I could make a million more jokes. I was going to ask if UF offered yet because their gymnastics team is, is killing things right now. But, um, you know, I didn't, wasn't the UF gymnastics coach on Stadium and Gale? Like, we should have a hookup. Um, let me, let me, let me see who we could talk to because I think we should. What's the earliest For a kid gymnastics? has ever been offered? I don't, I don't know. For UF, <laughs> do they recruit like that? Like, is, is, you know, UF's gymnastics oh, program is like the, the you know, the, the Alabama of, so like, you know, let's do let's, it, right? Let's roll here. Let's get it going. Um, yeah, the best part of it, and I know you were worried about this as a parent. I'm not quite to this stage yet, um, and and I don't have two that are the exact same age, so it'll never be exactly the same as as yours are. But the best part of all of this to me, not to take any shine away from Hadley because she deserves all of it, was Hayden's reaction. And I know you were concerned about like her not getting yeah, the, not, the shine you know, right that, that Hallie was going to get, but her reaction for, for this was the, I mean, to me is the best part of this story. You know, I'm sitting here reading what she's writing to her and I'm crying at my kitchen yeah, table. She, the other, you know, so Hadley and Hayden are twins. They're both six and Hayden is basically one level behind Hadley. Our gym, they start at level two. So instead of having level ones, they have like, we have this developmental program. And, and so Hayden is in the highest level of the developmental program, but she has not made the team yet. And um, they only, they only like do tryouts once a year. So she'll, she'll make the team next year, but she is not on the team. Um, and I did worry about that because again, they are twins. They're very competitive. It's hard to watch your own sibling, let alone your twin do something that you also want, especially when you're six. And so it's hard to kind of process you know, what's going on or whatever, but she was so good. She made this card for her telling her that she was the hardest worker she was ever going to see that she'd ever seen and that she knew she was going to win for us, which I thought was really cute. Um, and then she, you know, Mm -hmm. she wanted to go to the meet. They're limiting the number of people that would could go. So just me and Hayden went to watch her. Um, she held up a sign. She was just, you know, so excited and proud and cheered for her. And Hadley told us she didn't want us to cheer before she did her routine, but we could cheer after. And so like, we didn't want to make her nervous. So we followed the directions. That'll probably fly out the window from here on out. But uh, at least the first time around, I was going to respect her uh, request. Um, And, you know, it just, it was so cute. She was so happy for her, so proud for her. And then on the way home, Hadley fell asleep in the car and Hayden's like, you know, mom, I am jealous. And I'm like, I know, I know you are, but I'm so proud of the way that you have handled yourself. Um, You know, I'm so glad that you are happy for your sister, even though I know that this is something you want too. And I'm like, you know, and if you work hard, you'll be there next year. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be good enough. And, you know, she, she will be, she is, Hayden is incredibly strong. She's incredibly talented. She'll be totally fine there next year, but roles have reversed this week. So Hadley's gymnastics is three times a week. Hayden's is only two. So Hayden got signed up for um, ice skating. And it's going to be on the the day that she does not have anything and Hadley has gymnastics. Hadley has been a whiny brat crying all over the house for the last three days about how it's so unfair her sister gets to do skating and she doesn't. And you would think that the world was ending. So if there's any doubt about how Hadley would have handled it if she had to go to Hayden's seat, that has clearly been decided in our house. Yeah, they, uh, I mean, obviously, you know them much better than I do, but just even in my limited interactions with him, like Hayden truly is, she's the sweetest kid. Like she always asks, like anytime we get to your house or you get to my house or we're leaving your house or you're leaving mine or whatever, 
she always asks to like hug everybody and she wants, she's like, I'm carrying Bryant, you know, he's like a newborn and she's like, can I hug him goodbye? And I was like, of course, you know, she's so sweet. And like Hadley's on the other side of the house, like literally doing cartwheels and jumping off of like entertainment centers. And it's like their personalities are not that they both can't be sweet or crazy at times, but like she's more that is just like if you want to get you a diaper or something like Hadley's your girl. But yeah. Hayden, the, the the biggest picture that sticks out of my mind is we brought Bryant over when he was I don't know a couple of weeks Tiny. old, a couple of months old. I don't I don't know, but he was very little. And like Hayden, like holds him, uh, and I mean you guys can't see me, but Hayden like holds him like so sweet, like so tight, like best loving big sister. And Hadley is like, you know, rocking him. Right. But well, I mean, it was like, like shaking. Oh, let me like she was just like you. she's let trying to shake him. Let me bounce you. What do you? Yeah. Yeah, she's rocking him like you would shake a bottle of orange juice and like hitting him like she was playing a <laughs> snare drum. And I'm just like, it doesn't need to be done to this level, but it is totally. the perfect representation of their totally. personalities. And so it, it's just too funny that, yeah, she just got to do the coolest thing ever. And and here Hayden gets to go to, you know, ice skate, you know, at the different times. So anyway, super excited for Hadley, excited you know, I hope that Elena, I think Elena is trending a little bit closer to where, uh, where Hadley's at. I, hopefully she can mellow out some and be sweet like Hayden too. She, you know, you know what's like a blend of them too. Like having both child. of them. Hadley's is, like, a, Hadley is her, yeah. the firstborn. That's oh, yeah. the, the secondborn. And I'm a firstborn. Oh. So I feel like I can say this like second firstborns are responsible. They can handle, you know, things being thrown at them. They can, they can compartmentalize. They can make to-do lists. Second children are a little bit sweeter. Yeah. My husband just stuck yeah. his head in here and said, not um, my family. <laughs> um, I mean, we've already kind of seen that with Elena Bryant. Obviously, it's early, but that's just how it seems. Like Bryant is much sweeter. Um, you know, I you know, I don't know what causes this. Probably just the fact that we information overloaded Elena when she was born and with Bryant, we're just like, oh, let's just love let's just love on the you. The first born is like you're <laughs> so, only around adults. They're trying to make you the smartest kid in the whole world, teach you everything, show you everything, whatever. The second kid, you just, yeah. you know, a little more laid back. You have to pick it up where you can. So. You have to pick it up where you can. So, um, well, enough about our families for the moment. Um, UF Gymnastics is rolling right now. We talked about how good they've been. Um, also rolling right now. Did you see Deion Sanders debut? Yeah. What a transition from Hadley to Deion. Uh, did you see Deion Sanders' debut uh, yes, this weekend? Yes, I did. Uh, interesting, right? Which I guess we should have expected nothing if not drama when we're talking about prime time. Um, so he kind of made this whole thing about himself, right? Which I guess it's been since day one. So I can't believe and I, it. And honestly, honestly <laughs> though, I think that that's what Jackson State watch it, wants. I was reading some articles the other day where they were saying that like the announcer at the game was like, all right, now if you look down to the 40 yard line, there's coach primetime uh, walking the, you know, walking the sidelines and blah, blah, blah. Like that they very much made it about him too. Even like more so than he was making it about himself, like that the university was making it about themselves. And like the, they would say things like, you know, we want to welcome to our stadium coach primetime and blah, blah, blah. Like, could you imagine the announcers at a Gator game being like, you know, okay, and hey, Coach Dan Mullen just walked in the stadium. Can all the fans please give it up for Coach Dan Mullen? Like, that's not like it's a team sport. Yeah. It's 
but their um, donations are up. Like I want to say they're up like 50% every month since he became head coach. They got the highest um, signing class, like highest ranked signing class of um, any FCS program in history. They're getting guys that, you know, D1 programs are looking at major D1 programs to sign with them. They did really well in the transfer portal with guys from major universities. So, I mean, he's attracting talent. They won 53 to nothing, um, which, you know, is, is, is great. So he walks in the press conference and he says like, for one, the kids played really well, but while the game was going on, somebody came in and stole everything that was in my coach's office, my credit cards, my wallet, my watches. Thank God I had my necklaces on. Um, and then he talks about how like, this is one of the things that he uh, wants to change about the program. And, uh, you know, it's not just about the players. It's not just about the coaches, but it's about the whole attitude around the program and blah, blah, blah. And like makes it very much about this missing wallet. Um, and then the school told ESPN that his items were misplaced and then found whatever that means. So that sounds like somebody moved them or whatever, um, which I don't know why anybody would be in his office moving things, but that's what the university said. But then Sanders after the school says that tweets and says, no, they were stolen, but I did get them back. It was stolen out of my personal bag in my office. My assistant caught the person in the process of doing it, but she was alone in that. Um, and then he sent, like he said he was, she was alone. So she didn't want to approach him or whatever. And he sent out a whole series of tweets. But then after that, the athletic director from Jackson state put out a statement that says, quote, Immediately following our win today, several items belonging to Coach Prime were taken from the locker room. Those items were quickly recovered and then returned. While we consider this an isolated incident, we are thoroughly reviewing security protocols to ensure this does not happen again. However, we refuse to let this dampen the victory for our JSU Tigers, who worked very hard for this moment. So, uh, like, just what a cluster. Oh, yeah. Um I mean, nobody's shocked that primetime makes something about him. Um, not, uh, you know, everything he's ever done has always been about him. Now, I think that there are some, a lot of positives that are coming off of him being there. Like you said, donations being up, the the school is thriving because he decided to go there. But, I mean, you're going to get some right. of this on the side with it, too. Well, you know? I, mean, he's, I mean, to be fair, I guess most they don't of call prime time for nothing, coming in with you know? diamond dripping watches and whatever else was probably in bag but uh, i mean nobody should steal anything out of your office right i just don't think this was the time to talk about it like you were really going to go on your press conference and instead of focusing on the win and your players you talked about stuff being stolen out of your office it's not like you couldn't have handled that you you handle it but you handle it completely separately and it's nobody else's business right it's an internal matter right it takes the moment away from the kids which is kind of I, you know, not shocking that, that Deion Sanders yeah, but I will say he was way more uh, but, like demure on the sidelines than I expected him to be. So, I mean, maybe this was an isolated thing and he won't uh, make it about him on a regular uh, basis, but I just find that kind of hard to believe. Yeah. So their next game is Saturday at 3 PM. I'm actually going to be, my plans last Saturday got ruined. The ACC and Virginia tech kind of stole my chance to go to the game this weekend. Um, but unless Disney shuts down, I'm going to be in Orlando on Saturday. So I won't get to watch it, but Saturday at three o'clock, Jackson state plays their Are next game. Are you going game. to magic kingdom? Um, 
we are going Hollywood to studios. Okay, we're Hollywood going about Studios. Oh, look at you guys. Um, would you like to take uh, two kids under no, two? No, actually, we'll uh, have two with kids you. under two with me. <laughs> yeah, no, for two more. Um, so Saturday at 3 o'clock, I'm kind of sad I'm going to miss it. I mean, I'll go back and you know watch the highlights. I, I don't really care. It's probably going to be another blowout, so I probably won't be that sad that I'm missing it. But uh, they they play the next few weekends, so should be fun. Um, also... On the gridiron, Florida has kicked off their spring practice. you have any updates from um, the first week? So, uh, supposedly, Florida's running backs look really, really good, um, which, uh, you know, if you watched any Gator games at all last season, you would know that Florida did not run the ball very often. So, um, that would be... Especially not inside, especially uh-huh. not inside the one-yard line. Um, okay, go ahead. So, anyway, so that would be um, a change, a nice a nice, uh, whatever, a nice improvement going forward. If Florida really does have a, um, a, a great stable of running backs that they can turn to, they do have a lot of returning, uh, wide receivers, which is nice. Um, this is obviously the debut of Emery Jones, um, as the guy, um, there was, you know, some interesting feedback. Some of the wide receivers said things like, um, he throws the ball as well as Kyle Trask but he can also run. I'll tell you the two thoughts that came to mind on that. And then you can tell me, I know you're a, um, I know my first thought on that one is that somebody has been banging that drum so for over my a immediate year. reaction oh, is that would be wonderful. I hope that that comes to fruition. I want that not only for him, but obviously for my football team, I find it difficult to believe only because I think that Dan Mullen would have gone that route. If there was a guy with the same, caliber arm but also wheels on him especially since that's the type of quarterback that Dan Mullen prefers most to coach um so again that's what makes me question that statement I love that the wide receivers are all in on him though I mean I think that that's important my other question is how's his decision making because you can have all of the physical talents in the world and not be great at decision making I think you can look at Frank's for kind of more of a, a um a model of what somebody that maybe struggles with some of their decision making. I, and I by no means mean off the field. I literally mean football decision making skills. Um, but I hope it's true. You know, I think that that would be, uh, I think that would be awesome. And I hope Florida's defense really, really is able to improve greatly. Haven't heard as much about them as we've heard about the offense. Um, I did see that Trey Dean is kind of making himself a little bit of a vocal leader. Um, which good. I hope his play makes him a leader as well. Um, but you know, we'll see. It's pretty early. I think it started what three days ago. Yeah, no, it's early into practice. I mean, I've been on the Emory train for a while. I think that, uh, there's a chance that if Emory starts this year, Florida does better than eight and four. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I think that, I don't think there's any games that Florida won that, that they wouldn't have won with Emory there uh, and maybe you pick up one mm, of the losses. I don't think I'm, so. I'm not sure. Um, so, you know, it's, I mean, if Emory doesn't throw the ball, throw three turnovers in the first half of the LSU game, you know, do they, uh, do they have a big enough lead there where they don't end up blowing that? It doesn't, come I don't know. I think it's very difficult to say that, that there's somebody who would have done you know, a better job than a, than a Heisman finalist. Um, 
in, in yeah no it's a tough and, it's you know, definitely i want it a, to be true but I, when there's so little for us to actually base that on i think that that's a, a pretty heavy yeah it's it's definitely a stretch kyle trask if you look at you know the numbers over you know i only played three games in 2018 and so it's tough to know there but from 2019 to 2020 the biggest difference is that Florida just threw the ball a whole heck of a lot more. Interceptions were about the same. His completion percentage was about the same. His yards per attempt were only off by a yard. Like it, nothing was insanely different. He didn't complete the, I mean, he completed the passes a little bit better, like less than 2%. His average was less than a yard better. His interceptions were the same. I just think they just that threw was the ball. I mean, threw the ball a hundred so, more times. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, no, I'm not. Again, I'm not going on the, you know, he was a Heisman finalist because they threw the ball. He was good at it. He wasn't bad by any means. I'm not saying that. But he was a Heisman finalist because they threw the ball a million times last year. I mean, I is that, that not how, like, Oklahoma's three it, quarterbacks it, in a row also won there? I mean, I... I mean, Oklahoma's Oklahoma's all three of Oklahoma's quarterbacks ran the ball a ton. So I mean, they're I maybe not the, the best example to use. Always um, throwing eighty-seven bajillion passes a game. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma's guys all had a lot of rushing touchdowns too. But Florida was very unbalanced this year, and that gave Trask the opportunity to um, have a special season that he otherwise probably wouldn't have because of the kind of the anomaly that was Florida's, um, you know, passing versus running attack this year. I would think that levels out a little bit. And so I don't know that Emory has the, uh, I mean, he's certainly not going to have the stat line that Trask had because I think that they level out the rushing and passing, but he could be more, um, the offense may be better because it's I mean, not as one dimensional, right? So that that's kind be, of that's my Gator idea fans dream, right? Is, because it'd be pretty difficult for the offense to be a whole lot better. It's obviously not difficult for it to be more balanced, but I think that it would be, it is going to be difficult for it to be more productive. Yeah. I'd have to kind of think through, um, where UF was. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So yeah, maybe not better, but definitely more balanced in, Certain games yeah, where you I can mean, run the ball and you don't have to, to rely so heavily on. Can, so you're, you're, so the, it's more versatile yeah, depending on who absolutely. you're playing. So the right? team, yeah, the team will be better right. if the offense is more balanced. It's right. tough to say I, I don't know that the offense can be more productive be more, or will be. And if it's more productive, then shoot, look out. Um, but I do think that it could be more balanced, which could in turn be more beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. I think if the offense is more balanced, the team benefits from that more. The offense itself, because you don't have to win every game Correct. 49 Correct. And to 35 those, or 49 those, you know, to 42. Dogfights require a back that you can just, you know, ride, uh, you know, a, a quarterback that yeah. you can trust to get three yards when you need them to or whatever. And Florida hasn't had either one of those in this past season although they had the most productive year that they've had in a very, very long time, maybe ever offensively. So, we'll you know, we'll I mean, we'll it seems like there's a lot of positive things out of there. I can't remember a time when there's been a, not a positive spring, so I don't know that that really tells us a whole lot. I think it's an important spring, oh, yeah. though, we because know. there wasn't one last year, right? So we've got two full classes 
of people. Well, I guess not everyone's in in this class, but a lot of Florida's class reported early. And then last year's class, nobody got a spring. So you're talking about, you know, a decent chunk of kids that do not have the benefit of having ever played in, you know, a, a spring. So it's important from that aspect because reps matter right now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you're completely right about the, um, how important the it's spring more, is more important the positives than, coming than out of there. Years, I think, I think, you know, missing one spring, whatever, missing two in a row, especially when you are breaking in a new quarterback, um, breaking in, you know, a lot of new people on both sides of the ball more so than previous years. It's important. Yeah. So what about this? Um, did you see the no the news out of South Bend this week that Notre Dame, um, Notre Dame's like the little cousin that just wants to be relevant, like just wants to be important, or maybe they're like the old uncle because they're like so old. Maybe that's a better way hey, to say it. But like just to whining about Notre Dame the playoffs, like the though, team. got the Rose Bowl out of California at least. So Notre Dame came out with a statement that says they're excited for the EA Sports College Football video game to come back, and it helps promote interest in college football. However, Notre Dame will not participate in the game until rules have been finalized governing the participation of our student-athletes. Um, do you have thoughts on this, or do you want me to go first? Because okay. I've got some thoughts here. <laughs> We're not getting a game for Literally. like two or three, four or five years. Like the, the game is not even close. And so to make this statement today, it is the – it is the the meme where the guy like makes a statement and says, see, I told you nobody cares. This, I mean, it got everybody talking about their name, but it got everybody like making fun of them because nobody really cares what they, okay, you're not going to jump in a video game this year, but the game's not coming this year. By the time it comes out, I think we will be paying players at least to benefit off their likeness since all of that is getting kind of finalized now. So anyway, all of this said, like, well, just shut up, Notre Dame. First of all, and what are we going to do? I, you think I'm not going to buy this for $400 as soon as it comes out, like, because you're not in it? Like, I mean, there's one team I care about being in this. And if Florida State wasn't in it, I'd probably still buy it. But, like, there's only one, t- you know, like, shut up, Notre Dame. Like, no, nobody that's a Notre Dame fan today and is, like, 55, 60 years old cares about playing this video game anyway. Like, Notre Dame hasn't right. been relevant in how long? And so, like, let's just I, let's just relax on this. Just shut up and keep going. The statement itself is actually fine if it if the game was coming I, out like I this year. I just want to know like if you wanted what, to have that. Yeah, and of so stance. their stance, which I do think this is important. Like, this is a quote from the release: "As those rules are developed, it is our strong desire that student athletes be allowed to benefit directly from allowing their name, image, and performance history to be used in the game." So they are not against name, image, and likeness, they are actually for it. My question, I guess, is what were you trying to achieve? Like, what was, what was the point? Was it, it's not coming out for a couple of years. I would assume that the name, image, and likeness is settled before we get a video game. I actually would, would contend that it would not be smart for EA Sports to put one out with this stuff being in flux because I could see lawsuits and stuff. It makes more sense to me that, name image and likeness is kind of solidified as the law of the land. And then they release the video game. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe it doesn't happen in that way, but it just seems messier to put that out first, knowing that this is being debated in most states. So then what was the point? 
I have no idea. Um, it's like, it's like, you know, I don't even know what, like a new neighborhood's being built and you're like, I would never live in there unless they put a gate around it. And like three years later when the neighborhood is built, they put a gate around it and then you move in. Right. Like, oh, okay, well, now I'm good. Well, why were you right. complaining about it three years ago? Like why right. it was being built. It didn't matter. Thing about three the name, years ago. The it's, name it's image the and likeness thing. with this game, which will be kind of different than other uses of name image and likeness, which I'll get to. But so did they form essentially a college players union? That negotiates because it's not like they're going to negotiate with every player they want to use from every team across all of D1, right? That's that'd be a ridiculous amount of work. It's one thing if UF wants to use their three or five most popular players and sell their jerseys or whatever, you negotiate with those three to five players, or a car dealership wants to hire, you know, whatever your Emory Jones to do a commercial with them, you negotiate with. Emory Jones. But when you're talking about EA Sports and an entire video game based collectively on all of these guys, uh, I almost makes sense that a union would be the only way to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, a union or you just kind of like say like, hey, this is what we're doing, right? Like there's, I just did a quick, you know, calculator trick here and 85 scholarship players over 130 schools is roughly right. 11,000 players. So do you just cut all 11,000 well, a check I mean, for 50 bucks and call say, it a day? Okay, you know, is that money sign this waiver to be included. And then if you don't want this money, sign this waiver to be left out. Right. Yeah. Do they have to do that? Every, and they every essentially year. have to do that every year. It goes right. through. And I mean, the, do yeah. you have the top would, guys being like, no, nah, I can't use my image and likeness because you're not paying me as much or you're paying me the same as, you know, this guy who hasn't seen the field yet or not, and then do the top guys question. either A, get left out, and the game gets sold anyway because people have uh, enough of a desire to have the game that they don't really care if their top player decided to opt out, or does that, you know, slow the process down even more? And, uh, like, it's very – so much of this is very much up in the air, which, is, again, is why I think it's stupid to relate yeah, to statement what's up at with the it? moment because it doesn't change anything. Yeah, yeah. protesting something – protesting something that's four years down the road. What's also crazy is like, you could leave a bunch of players out of this thing and they come up with like these artificial rosters and stuff. So like my video game, my 2014 video game that I still play, it's, it's the updated rosters. Like I'm playing right. with McKinsey Milton right now, you know, at FSU. And so like guys, these guys that have way more time than I do, like they literally go through and update sure. every part of the roster. You go download the roster. And if I play UF, like if I go play UF right now, it's Emory Jones, the quarterback and, and, and Bowman and all these guys that are playing. Um, so even if they say like, I want to be left out of the original one, like you can create players. Like it's not a, it's not a hard thing to do. So like, I don't even know yeah. how effective that really is. You know, maybe they do have the original one, but it, it is literally so easy to just download an online roster. Um, it takes no effort at all. Now the guys that are having to create the rosters, that takes time and effort, but like to download the roster, you just literally enter the name of the roster, yeah. hit download, and then all your players are now upgraded. So, um, I am still looking forward to this video game. I, it, you know, we've talked about things that are way off out in the future. It, you know, at least I'm not having to wait as long as the UF Notre Dame series for this to come out. But uh, whether Notre Dame's in this yeah. or not, I'm, I mean, I'm I think it's cool. The, I think it'll uh, be great. Game. I'm interested to see how this all plays out, especially with the 
name, image, and likeness. I think, uh, you know, we saw Dan Mullen allude to it last week in his very first press conference this spring. He said, like, coaches are very concerned about how this is going to play out. There is so much up in the air that I think that there's a lot of people in college football that are just very wary of what changes may potentially be coming, how it affects, you know, everything from recruiting to coaches' contracts and whatever else. So there's going to be a lot of changes and hopefully positive ones in the next couple of years. And all of those things will probably happen before we have this video game. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and then it'll all make sense and we'll know what's going on. And we didn't need right. Notre Dame to steal 15 right. minutes off of our show today. Um, basketball, a decent week for both teams. Florida state beat number seven UVA by 21 <laughs> points. Win. That actually happened before massive win. Um, and then they, like I said earlier, they ruined my weekend. I was not able to go up to the FSU game because the ACC rescheduled us to play at Pitt and, uh, a trip to Tallahassee was easy. A trip to Pitt was not something that I was going to do. Um, so Florida state goes two and oh, they're up to number 11 in the country. I just looked at the bracketology right now. They've got us as a two seed in Gonzaga's region. So that's not fun, but a two seed is fun. Uh, hopefully we don't end up in that region. Um, I think Gonzaga and Baylor are heads, you know, like so much better than everybody else. And then, you know, your next teams after that, your Alabama, Ohio state, Michigan, Florida state are all kind of in that next bunch. Like, I don't think anybody three through 10 is like way better than anybody else. Uh, but Gonzaga and Baylor are like, I would love if, if we didn't have to play either of them, you know, maybe until the final four championship or something like that. So, um, Florida also beat Georgia over the weekend. Uh, I, I show Florida as a, a, an eight or nine seed. Um, so that will be interesting to see if they can kind of keep things up. They have been very hot and cold, but they've got some good wins. Um, their bracket prediction right now is a nine seed in, um, Baylor's region. So they have to get by uh, whoever the eight seed is there. And then really, really tough game two against Baylor, but Florida played Baylor fairly tough last year, I, obviously a different team this year. Um, but you never know, hopefully Florida could take out, uh, Baylor for us so that we don't have to end up playing them. So, um, but some decent things happening for UF basketball. We continue to be Mark white cheerleaders on this podcast and, uh, just love that man to death. So, uh, really good things for FSU basketball and semi decent for Florida. Florida has, tonight who, who do you guys Florida have? Florida plays next to them. They have Kentucky at Kentucky on Saturday, and then um, they finish the regular season with Mizzou. Um, the Auburn game. Auburn's not very good. They're under five hundred, I believe. Auburn lost to Liberty earlier this year, which Liberty's having a a semi decent year. I mean, with you know perspective of who all they play and such, but uh, Florida should definitely beat Auburn. It's, yeah. it's an issue if they don't. I mean, they uh, should be Kentucky too, right? Did, um, did we play? Missouri not technically should either. be the hardest of um, those three games. They are ranked the highest of absolutely. those three. Kentucky's terrible. Like yeah. Kentucky's really bad. So yeah, Florida should beat Kentucky. Um, they are eight and 13 overall. Uh, Missouri's respectable. They're 14 and six. So, um, yeah, you got to beat these two, you got to beat these two bad teams and then should beat Missouri and then go from there. So, uh, Florida state finishes out with Miami UNC 
I want to say Boston College and somebody else. I don't remember who the last one is. Uh, oh, Notre Dame. So hopefully they can at least take three of the next four, if not all four. North Carolina will be a tough one. Um, you have baseball started this weekend. Uh, really good start on opening day. The last two games, yeah. not so good. Dropping their series against Miami. To, they start out one and two. They're so loaded. I mean, they they probably should be favorites to win it all. I mean, yeah. they're they're the best team in the country. It's not a, no, not a, great, not a start. great start. It's the first uh, time Miami won weekend. the series in several years. Um, before, it has been a rivalry for a long time, um, but it has been a one-sided rivalry the last four or five years um, until this, obviously. Um, Florida did open their new ballpark. Um, I don't really think that this is anything to be concerned about. I think that obviously it's annoying to Gator fans because it is a baseball rivalry, right? But um, they, I mean, they are talent-wise the best team in the country. Um, so it, it, um, I don't know. It's 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 young season. It should be fine. Yeah. No, they they will be, and they're going to be very very good all year. Um, but it was good to see them lose the the first series. So. Um, Florida State won their series. They dropped. They did the opposite. They dropped the opening day game and then won the next two. Uh, they are up to number nine in the country. Did Florida State number um, one? Or did I they did drop a little bit because they I was lost? expecting them to drop, but need to look that up. Ole Miss, okay. Ole Miss takes the top spot. Yeah, a bunch a of teams, of a bunch teams of teams lost right now. Um, oh, we're doing the we SEC are. thing in baseball too. Very good. Um. There are two ACC teams uh, in the uh, in the top three, so I just want to throw that out. Three in the top five, so the ACC and SEC are basically the entire conference. <laughs> now that I'm looking at it, so the SEC has Mississippi at number one. Let's count them: Mississippi, Vanderbilt, uh, Arkansas, Florida, Mississippi State. So that's five. LSU six, South Carolina, Tennessee seven, eight, Alabama nine. So nine for the SEC. I think this is going to be eight for the ACC. We'll see. Virginia, Miami, two. Louisville, three. Uh, Florida State, four. Duke, five. North Carolina State, six. Uh, Georgia Tech, seven. Yeah, seven to nine. So yeah, 16 of the 25 teams. Uh, I mean, this is Southeast, right? Like nobody in the Northeast plays this sport. So um, other than that, I think we're good. I think we kind of hit on everything. Was there anything I left out? Anything that we didn't bring back up? Back at your little list that you sent me. Uh, oh, this wasn't on the list. Did you see the Red Sox player wearing the Tom Brady yes. drunk T-shirt into Hilarious. spring training the other day? <laughs> I went to buy. I went to buy that T-shirt, and it's currently like it's blocked on the website that you that oh. was listed. And so I'm gonna have to print one myself because I want one. <laughs> um, it was really hilarious to see. And the Red Sox like officially tweeted that and then Brady quoted is like, I'm never going to live right. this down. You're right. You're never so going to live this down. But that's okay. Like, I just, the difference between like New England Brady on a float, freezing his butt off with his beanie and, you know, his kids and uh, Florida Brady, like stumbling off a boat, chucking the Lombardi trophy and, you know, blaming tequila. Like, he's so much more fun down here. Oh, by far way more fun. Like it's not even close. So, um, <laughs> his, I mean, I could have a sense of humor too. If I was like a cajillionaire, I mean, you are, you're you know? not, and you <laughs> like I wouldn't care humor, if people so. watch me getting, 
Kudos to you. Right. Yeah. Like I wouldn't care if you had pictures of me. I just he's always that. come across like, as kind of buttoned better up. One. And he was not buttoned up at all after this win here. Not a bit. That's what Kara said. Because you see like Peyton Manning doing this, like, no way. You know, like this is I like, don't know. Peyton Manning at least does hilarious commercials know. and stuff. Like maybe this is how Peyton Manning's is great commercials. Back, or, like behind closed doors, I mean. He and Brad he and Brad Paisley have some great commercials. Um but I don't know if you'd see Peyton drunk stumbling across yeah, the, the table. Right, we, we bring so. out the best at everybody, um, right? Absolutely. So, all right, cool. Well, then that is all we had for this week. I finally got us under um, there you go. under 40 minutes. So good work here today. Uh, we'll be back next week. I don't know what we'll talk about because there's nothing happening in like Figure the sports world, but we will think of something and we'll talk about it. Probably okay. ice skating. Well, we will add another um, meet. I have a meet Disney. this week at a Daytona, so we'll have <laughs> little girl gymnastics to recount. Um, tell her she has to sleep outside if she doesn't get first overall again. So, um, right. no pressure. Um, all right, we'll have fun this weekend, and Sounds we will good. talk next week. <laughs>